This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Welcome everyone to Studio Day Hefri, where it is time for a mailbag. I just asked Twitter this morning, what do you guys want to hear about? What do you want to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys? And I have a bunch of your answers. So a lot of stuff about the draft, Cowboys receiving core, offensive line, all over the place here. Number one, the Condi man. It's like candy, but Condi, which makes me think of either a con man or a don't worry about any of that. It seems like the Nicobe Dean hype has dissipated. Do you think he's a realistic option at 24? Yes. Or maybe I should rephrase to, like, he better be. Don't overthink it. Like, there's going to be, there are positions where if you have big questions about a guy's athleticism or something, at some point you go, eh, uh, Purdue wide receiver, David Bell. If you're going to be a small receiver and you're slow, it's going to make it hard. It makes it hard for me to use a pick in the first two days of the draft. You get into the fifth, sixth, seventh round, sure, take a shot at it. Tape's good, take a shot at it. Kobe Dean's tape is good. I can't speak to why he didn't work out at their pro day. Uh, I don't think it's an unfair assumption to say that he didn't think or his camp didn't think they were going to wow with the times they put up and that the tape was good enough that they said, let's just not do it. Let's not hurt ourselves. Um, But his tape doesn't leave questions. N'Kobe Dean, linebacker, Georgia, is small, quote, small for an NFL linebacker. And you can't convince me he's, quote, slow because I've watched him play enough. So I'm not worried about it. That dude is a monster. If teams overthink Nicobe Dean, then somebody in the 20s, 30s is going to get a hell of a player because the rest of the league overthought something. Like, if you take... A team could very well take Devin Lloyd, the Utah linebacker, over Nicobe Dean. But if there is another linebacker that goes before Nicobe Dean, that team is making a mistake. That's 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 the way that is. Uh, I'd take N'Kobe Dean in a heartbeat. Now, yesterday, Stephen Jones was talking about Jabril Cox and sliding right in and filling in for Keanu Neal. So the Cowboys aren't going to view linebacker as a really big need. They're not going into the draft thinking we have a huge need for a starting caliber linebacker. Combine that with the fact that linebacker is towards the bottom of the positional value list, if you wanted to put one together, and... They may let N'Kobe Dean go if he's there at 24, but if he's there at 24 and the Cowboys pick him at 24, be happy. That dude is a baller. And then N'Kobe Dean can play a bunch of linebacker, and a bunch of time he can play with Jabril Cox, and then a bunch of the time Micah Parsons can go tackle the quarterback. It'll be great. DC4L Jerry said, What's the receiver core look like, assuming Gallup misses two or three weeks in the beginning of the season? I am assuming that Michael Gallup's going to miss two or three weeks in the beginning of the season. And so, as it is currently constructed, your receiving core would be CeeDee Lamb, James Washington, Noah Brown. 
And Semi Fihoko, I guess, is receiver four. That's not good enough, and that won't be their receiver room in week one of the season. So if anybody is out there and you're freaking out, oh, my God, Gallup's going to miss time and our receiving group isn't great. No, this stupid, stupid team. It's not going to be your receivers. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of offseason left. That will not be your receiving core. Write that down. Will not be your receiving core. From Pola T, which is the opposite of Pusha T, is it realistic Derek Stingley could drop to 24? I'm not sure where this one came from today. My assumption is because I think it was Mike Tannenbaum, former NFL GM. I think he did a mock draft, like what I would do if I was each team's GM. And he put the Cowboys with Derek Stingley at number 24. Let me see if I can get that pulled up. Yeah, here we go. Hutchinson, Gardner, Hamilton. Jeez, Kyle Hamilton at three. Garrett Wilson, Evan Neal, Kenny Pickett, Kayvon Thibodeau, Drake London, Iquanu. Jermaine Johnson, Chris Olave, Trayvon Walker, Charles Cross, Tyler Linderbaum, Devin Lloyd, Kenyon Green, Nicobe Dean, Trevor Penning, Trent McDuffie, Malik Willis, Andrew Booth, Jahan Dotson, David Ojabo at 23 with the Achilles. Derek Stingley, number 24. Is it possible that he could get there? Sure. Sure. The odds? I would say 20 to 30% chance Stingley drops to 24. You can try to downplay the questions people are going to have about Derek Stingley, but they're very real. A guy who either has injury concerns or doesn't care to play sometimes. Like, that's the only way you can go with this is after his freshman year where he put up the tape of a guy who was no doubt going to be a top five pick. Tape after that is not as good and missing a bunch of games. And so the question is going to be, is this a guy that's going to be banged up a lot or is this a guy that if things aren't going well, isn't all that interested in playing? That's real. But I just have a hard time thinking he won't be the second cornerback taken. Maybe somebody could go Trent McDuffie, but that's a different set of questions when you're talking about a corner who has the T-Rex arms, the sub 30-inch arms, to take... Somebody with even just that one question, because Trent McDuffie's a baller, but even that one question, like Stingley has the size you want and his freshman tape is probably better than any of McDuffie's tape. Maybe somebody could take Andrew Booth at Clemson before Derek Stingley. So I'll say I don't think he's going to be there, but it's definitely not impossible that he's going to be there. Nolan is Batman. Saw a mock by Bucky. It has us getting Mafe with Dean, Green, Johnson, and Burks on the board. Thoughts? Bleh. With all due respect, of course. Boye Mafe, Minnesota, is one of those guys that is really athletic, and he's really athletic, which to me makes for a guy that in the second or third round, because pass, pass rush is at a premium in the NFL, you take a shot at him. At 24... If you are talking about N'Kobe Dean, Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, Traylon Burks on the board, and they take what in my mind is a sort of developmental edge guy, that would be a bad pick, according to me. But it's a premium position. That's why we're going to see edge names come off the board in the first round, 
that I won't have graded as a first-round player because it's a premier position. Good ones make $25 bucks a year. So if you can get a guy that's pretty good at 24 or between 20 and 30 and he makes two, $3 million a year, essentially you're getting over $20 million a year and added value because of the position he plays. So guys like that could go in the first round. It ain't for me. At Meta Beta, best case scenario for rounds one and two. Offensive line wide receiver in some order. Either order. But I think the best case scenario for the Cowboys to me is probably Kenyon Green, Zion Johnson, or Tyler Linderbaum for your offensive line. Trouble is, if it's Linderbaum, I might need to fire at offensive line again in the second or third round because I still haven't gotten my guard. You can't convince me Connor McGovern's going to be the starting left guard for this team. Just don't believe it. Uh, so best case scenario for round one and two is maybe either Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson to play left guard. And then in the second round, man, if I could get like George Pickens or Sky Moore, that would be incredible. I kind of think they're too good to make it to 56. So maybe I need to think about somebody like John Mechie at Alabama. Maybe Jalen Tolbert at South Alabama. At all our teams suck. How many QBs and how many wide receivers do you expect to go in the first round? Quarterbacks, Malik Willis. I'll say it'll be at least three. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, Sam Howell. Five aren't going to go. I'll say three. Three, maybe four. Somewhere in that range. Wide receivers that I expect to go in the first round? Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks. Where's my board? Uh, I will say at least six receivers go in the first round. At least. At word word, wide receivers in the second round. Just addressed it. Haven't heard you guys talk about Kair Elam much. Is he a realistic option for Dallas at 24? Again, premier position. He's a Florida corner, full size, can play press man coverage. Uh, could Elam be a first-round pick? Sure. Do Would I want him in the first round? I don't think so. Like He's got some really high-level tape, and then he's got some not-so-good. So it's very much a up-and-down kind of film-watching session with Elam. Love it at 56. Hated at 24. At Z Slant X Post 88. Since he's your pet cat, Jeff, what is Sky Moore's single best quality? What a great question. Every question about Sky Moore is a great question. Sky Moore's single best quality? Uh, he's uncoverable? I guess getting open is the biggest thing. So I'll just say getting open, since you made me pick one. And then I'm going to give you numbers two, three, and four. Unpressable? Feet are too good at the line of scrimmage, whether he's outside or in the slot. Catch radius is bigger than you'd expect for a guy who's 5'10". After catch, he's hell on wheels. Good hands, good routes. Sky Moore's beast. Sky Moore's the receiver in this class. I'm telling you, tell you, I'm telling you. You're going to get sick of it. You're probably already sick of this. If I had to bet a pinky toe, give me the one wide receiver in this draft that absolutely will not bust. Sky Moore. Done. And I'm doing that with a small school guy. That's how much I believe in his tape. 
With all the fifth-round picks Dallas has, this is from John, and the available cap, do you think Dallas is seeking some Robert Quinn-like trades instead of shopping for free agents? I hope, because that, that right there, is the secret. Like, the Rams can pretend they don't like to draft. Aaron Donald's homegrown. Cooper Cup is homegrown. That's a first and a third-round pick. And so many of their starters are day two and three draft picks of theirs. Gather picks. They don't have to be first-rounders. It's weird because this is kind of conflicting, but it's not conflicting. So hear me out. The draft picks in the late fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Odds are you're not going to pick an NFL starter. Long shot that you're going to find a starter there. Now, if you tell me, like the Cowboys have, that you have four fifth-round picks and a six, and they're missing their seven, I think that's right, and you're going to give me five shots on day three and a four, fourth-round pick, I got six shots on day three, yeah, I'm going to find you an NFL starter. Maybe two. So individually, each pick means very little, likely. But if I'm going to get to fire five or six darts, I'm going to find some players. And if I could go from six darts to five and pick up somebody's, let's say, left guard on the last year of a deal that's in his 30s, but he's a quality guard, but he's not going to be on that team. It's like Robert, the Robert Quinn of left guards, whoever that is. Hell yeah, you fire him one of your fifth-round picks. I still got darts to to throw at the board, and I know that I just got a quality NFL starter with a fifth-round pick. And if he's in the last year of his deal, I let him walk after that. I get a comp pick. That's how you win. Dynamic JKU. Why is no one talking about an extension for Pollard? That's a sensitive subject. I don't want to talk about it. I love Tony Pollard. He's my guy. He still plays running back. So unless he wants to be on the cheapy cheap, I'm really not interested in a Tony Pollard extension. Just draft somebody in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round and keep it moving. And I love Tony Pollard. You want to sign a $6 million a year deal? Come on. But if you have a breakout year and the league realizes how much better you are than Ezekiel Elliott at this point and somebody wants to pay him $10 million a year, I'm going to pay a guy eight hundred grand to do that job. And he may not do it quite as well, but it won't be that noticeable because it's running back. If Chris Olave is there at the pick, do we take a good look at him? Yes. It's from Uncle Creepy. Yes, of course they do. He's on their 30-visit list. He's one of the guys that they're going to bring in to get to know before the draft. So absolutely positively, if Chris Olave is available, he will be one of the guys that's in consideration for the Cowboys. Bryce wanted to know, why do most fans forget about player development and progression? seems like we draft players at positions of need in mid to later rounds. They get forgotten about from previous drafts. Sure, and that's part of... That's a part of your team getting better. Is Oso Digizua should be better. Chauncey Golston should be better. Sean Wright is the one guy that I'm not holding out a lot of hope for. I apologize. Um, but, yeah, you've got guys. Jabril Cox should be a guy that is able to help your football team this year. So that's three guys on defense that should be better. Trayvon Diggs can be better. I don't know if he can be more impactful than he was last year, but he can definitely be better. Micah Parsons will be better. you got a bunch of dudes that are going to be better. But I know it's fun. People get mad, they hate the Cowboys, or they love the Cowboys, and for that reason, they hate the Cowboys, and so it's fun to kick them in the junk instead of just being like, oh, yeah, they do generally field a pretty competitive team, draft and develop well, and we'll see. When the quarterback is healthy and ready to rock, maybe this will be a really good team. All right, that's all I got for today. We do have plug-and-play tonight, 7 o'clock. I haven't 
talk to Broadus or Dane today, but I'm assuming one or both of them are available. If not, I'll just stare into a camera for an hour. Uh, but yeah, plug and play NFL draft show will be tonight. So be ready to rock and roll on that seven o'clock at youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh, Twitch, Jeff Cavanaugh. Uh, I think it goes to my Facebook page and eventually it goes to Spotify, Apple podcasts. I think Google podcasts, it'll be all over the place, but that's all I got for you today. Leave in the comments where I screwed up and remember you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.